following podcast may contain a shitload of popular profanity. Live from Mighty Trapdoor Mansion, high atop Tent Hill, it's We Talk Games Video Power Magazine, featuring Frank Hemblin, Horace Pengrove, William Bentley III, with Stinky the Game Master, T.T. Schmootkins, Tishka Honeypot, Alex Greenspan, and Cut Cockbirth! And now we talk games! We talk games! Here it comes! Yeah! We talk games! Cool bullshit and energy! It's always rebels on top, baby! But we keep the format anyway! T.T. Schmook is a robot sex bot Stinky stinks so bad he smells We take turns choosing the games that we review Even Mario's Hotel! Come on, characters, nobody likes you! Let desire fuel your confidence! Sports fans! Are you ready for some stink balls? I am. <laughs> I don't, wait, do you have a? Are you on? Wait. Yes. Hello. Oh yeah, I hear you. Okay, wait. Okay. Let me turn you. Okay. Uh, yeah. Let Keith Lapot. No, I mean uh, Mike Fritz in the booth. Yo. Get to that right away. Get him out of the way so we sure. can. Yeah. So he he needs to adjust some volumes. Not me. I don't turn this knob. It's on this uh, Creative Labs fucking computer speaker uh, system. Okay, he's in a booth doing that. All right, so here we go. More sports. Sportuary. (laughs) By the way, I have a lot more ideas for theme months, which just flop. By the way, another great. And another thing that didn't Schmuck flop. Schmucktember was big. Schmucktember was huge. Yeah. It became a thing. I know. I don't know about Pac Month. Pac Month's a thing. I can't wait for Pac Month. It's a thing. We're, we're, start- we're trailblazers. We're trendsetters, man. We don't we don't follow the current. We make the current. And we're going to start recording games for Holiday Haymakers next week. <laughs> 2015 Holiday. Yeah, yeah. 2015. We forgot about that. Are you on? Is your mic live? Yeah, hey, I just wanted to gloat that my Christmas album, A Very Stinky Christmas, has outsold all of your albums combined. Oh, jeez. You gave gave it away for free. I don't think you could outsell. Yeah, man. You're in the dust, buddy. People are making YouTube eulogs of my songs and everything. (laughs) I think that was Kyle. Oh, you're just jealous. You're right. I'm embarrassed to tell you how, how many times I listened to that album. Yeah, yeah. Stinky the Game Master, Burl Lives, neck and neck is in my household for holiday music. It really caught on with a niche, I'm sure. But uh, people that listen to it have admitted the same thing, that they are embarrassed about how much they like it. <laughs> so he already has the next three years in the can. Nice. <laughs> because it takes as long for him to record it as it does for you to hear it. <laughs> He's a one-take <laughs> man. Um, so hopefully he'll get the lyrics for the Starting next a tradition <laughs> here at We Talk Games. Definitely. Why, where, what other 
game show gives you the characters that make their own albums that you probably hate. press your luck because the whammies probably cut an album. Did. Oh, sorry. I took game so, show literally. And so, <laughs> and so did our game that we're going to review today. They had their own album. They had their own video games. They were a TV show. They also had their program annual, all of which came out two years after the TV show was canceled. <laughs> uh, today, we're going to tackle one of my favorite sports. Now, you know, I don't like boxing. I don't like hockey. I don't like football, baseball. I don't like the Olympics. Why? <laughs> They're all fixed. They're fake. I only like pro wrestling and roller derby. Okay. Yeah. You're those are the warm up those, and I don't even <laughs> like wrestling anymore. So now I only like roller derby. Roller games was a different story back when they came out, but now I have more of an appreciation for it. Although I doubt I can make it through a full episode. I tried. But one thing it did do is get me back into my roots. I used to go see the Philadelphia Warriors when they would come around the area. Is this a men's league or a female league? No, it was mixed back then. Okay. So, you know, roller derby started in the 30s. I saw them, of course, in the 70s when a lot had changed. But we'll get into that. We got a lot to get into with this game. Shockingly. I don't know how much we'll talk about the actual game, but roller derby we'll we'll be talking a lot about. Exactly. Exactly. So let's get right into the making mechanics. We talked about what game it's going to be. It's going to be Roller Games by Konami. Now, this came out in 1991 in the arcade. Mm -hmm. A lot of people know that the most famous Roller Games gaming release had to be the pinball machine, which is just... A fantastic pinball machine. Yeah, because it was designed by Steve Ritchie. And we talked about that with Steve Ritchie yeah. and how much I love that game. The horrible rock, rock, rock and roller games. It got in your head, though. <laughs> it got you in your head. played that game, it got in your head. It got in your head. And how I, you know, I have a, a visual pinball machine that I had put together. And sports have always had sponsors like Coke and Pepsi and, you know, Michelin tires and things like Mm -hmm. this. But no fake sport that I know of had had these banners around their rink like Roller Games did. Pepsi was prominently featured. And also all their beverages. Yeah. And on the pinball machine, Game Pro was featured, uh, Mug Root Beer, uh, and some weird, really weird other thing that I can't recall. Was right LA now. Gear on there? Because LA Gear was on the television show. I don't think it was in the, mm-hmm. the arcade game at all, but it might have been on the pinball machine. There was a weird one, like, you know, for a lumberjacks or something. <laughs> <laughs> a place that cuts down your trees, you know. I, I, there's some w- really weird one that, that got mug root beer is kind of odd. <laughs> Serve <But>, pro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was wacky. So uh, I, I had changed out a lot of my, my back art to be like Pepsi Light, the one from the 70s. Actually, probably early 80s, saccharin was uh, the big ingredient in that. And Moxie, and uh, uh, maybe I had Fresca on there. And instead of Game Pro, I put uh, Turbo Force for the Turbo Graphics game. So, you know, that's a lot of fun to mod out. And that's one of the unique things about this game. They really had a lot of product placement. Now, they don't have that in the video game. And this came out for the arcade, and then a very different version came out for the NES. The NES is funny because it's basically just double dragon wearing skates and you could be a lady and you get to pick from these teams. If you don't know what roller games was, it was an attempt to bring back roller derby by adding all this 
If you want to see the 1990s, watch an episode <laughs> of Roller Games. It yeah. encapsulates. Or the, see the, the death pangs of the 80s because that's you had like true. the neon colors, the yeah. big hair, the perms, and everything. Oh my gosh! And you had warrant. Oh uh, my yeah. god, you had warrant. <laughs> Watching episodes of that show cracked me up because you know they they filmed multiple episodes in a single day, so they're like back by popular demand, warrant. Which they should they should have just said still in the building, warrant. And Warren loves roller games, let's face it. But you had these teams, now you always had teams in roller derby, but you had these teams that were really over the top, only five-person teams. Some roller derby teams, this is going to be all over the place because it's hard to know when to tie in the actual sport entertainment. Mm-hmm. And now the sport, because the flat track roller girls really is a sport. Because yeah, they don't I'm hearing do... they're actually beating the shit out of one another now. Yeah, and but they, you know, they taking away elbows. They, you can't body slam people anymore. You can't right. uh, uh, spin them around in, in a giant swing. <laughs> like, which <laughs> are, are there still alligator pits? Or? There are no alligator pits. What? And unfortunately, there's no alligator pits in the roller games uh, arcade game. Is there? Too bad. No, that's one of my critiques of the game. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Like I said, it's this is such. A not so great game. You play one round and you got it. Yeah. It's one of those type of games where it's like that one quarter's worth is all you're going to get out of the rest of the game. <laughs> As you progress, you know, the background changes, but everything else stays the same. Mm-hmm. And the second stage is so assaulting on your eyes because um, you start off in L.A. The show was based there. Yeah. And the L.A. Thunderbirds were like the team, you yeah, know, T-Birds. they were kind of like the Harlem Globetrotters oh, yeah. of the uh, the roller games. And averages so, way back. The Thunderbirds were like the champions of roller derby for 30 years. Yeah. Now, my team, the Philadelphia Warriors, I call them the champions because they were the champions when I watched. <laughs> gotcha. And when I went to the shows and when I sneak in, my buddy, uh, Andy, that I talk about a lot that uh, works at Sony and all these other um, animation networks. He used to know a janitor at Liberty High School, and they'd let him crawl through the back window to uh, to get in and see the roller derby when they came to town. <laughs> Very cool. Dumb story. Um, that's getting edited. Okay. Then we so after get you, you play one round in L.A., you move over to Las Vegas, and that's where I had to pump the brakes of this game because <laughs> it is essentially the same game. They just changed the background, yeah. and instead of being in a television studio, it's all the neon lights of this perceived <laughs> Las Vegas just, like, flashing at you. And I'm not prone to seizures, but I think I am now from trying to play that level. Well, of course, you know I've completed this game many times. Of course you did. become the champions, <laughs> the do the championship. Yes, but you work your way across America. And the gist of this roller games was to try to mash pro wrestling with roller derby, which was already mashed. It's yeah. just that they really tried to add uh, stupid things that we'll talk about. And they even went so far as to insult the already feeble-minded pro wrestling fans of the <laughs> WWF with <laughs> some of these gimmicks. <laughs> I mean, it, it's insulting to watch uh, these storylines. They've took all the interesting elements of roller derby and filled it in with this crap spackle yeah crap spackle so let's talk a little bit about the making mechanics dj boy was uh 19 1989 we already Mm -hmm. talked about that 1991 which is less absurd than the actual television show (laughs) yeah it is i started at the wrong end 
Okay, you're you're starting from the top, working your way back. Okay. You know a game that preceded all of them. Right? Yes. I The earliest roller derby game I could find in the arcade was 1983. Top Roller by Jalico, which is a vertical brawler racing game. Perspectively, it's a it's very similar to Gauntlet. So it's top down uh-huh, kind of, uh-huh. but it's not third person, but it's not exactly overhead. It's just slightly tilted overhead. Right. And it's pretty simple. You're going around a track and you're avoiding goons who are trying to knock you back. And uh, there's one qualifying lap to make sure you can make the track. Uh-huh. And then after that, they dump in the goons and you have to avoid obstacles and hazards. But that is the earliest game I could find. And definitely Roller Jammer by Nichibutsu <laughs> stole from that uh, Actually, in 1984. I, you know what? It's funny you mentioned that. Yeah. 1984. Nichibusu Roller Jammer. Obviously, there's an influence with 1983 Jalico. I think they were copying off 1983 Koneko's Roller Ace slash Fighting Roller, which is a game they developed for Williams and Taito. Williams called it Roller Ace. Taito called it Fighting Roller. Slight cosmetic changes between the two, but that is a uh, third-person perspective. What Nitsubusu did was steal that and actually give it a graphical upgrade that it looks a little bit nicer, actually. Nitsubusu probably has the better game of the four we just discussed. Roller Jammer was incredibly difficult to even get past the qualifying round because you have all these flags in the way. Basically, it's very difficult to ever get into the part where you're punching and kicking other people and in my opinion roller jammer has more in common with night driver from 1976 <laughs> <laughs> you might as well have had the I would guy, agree with that. guy just be a static painting and try to navigate these obstacles or at least a pole position 1982 because you trip over every these flags are set up like insane and the corners that you take they don't make any sense it's very difficult to play uh, roller jammer but that was 1984 then in uh, 1989 you had dj boy which probably has the most in common with uh, roller games because it's a punch and kick on roller skates. It's more brawler than it is race, yes. Right. And then, of course, B-Rap Boys came out in 92, which was just a follow-up to DJ Boy. With more racism. (laughs) (laughs) It's more racist compacted. There's really only one or two <laughs> racist things, but they're they go they're over so the top. <laughs> they go over the top of the racism that is in DJ Boy. Yeah. So, like we mentioned, uh, the TV show came out in 1989. Most of the games came out in 1991, which the show was already canceled. So they had a franchise <laughs> that these gaming companies had to promote. But looking at this making mechanics, it shows that there was a general interest in this type of roller sport thing. 1983, 1984. Sure. These predate the television show. So there there was an interest there. Arcade companies were definitely reaching for what they could pull in to make a game off of. I guess the show itself was just so campy that it, it just didn't click with even pro wrestling fans of the early 90s. I can't remember when American Gladiators came out. That's also what it sort of pulled from as far as uh, the gimmicky stuff. Roller Derby people always had nicknames. Mm, Well, most of them did. And nowadays, it's sort of a prerequisite of the roller girls to have uh, different names when they do it. I know a couple roller girls. (laughs) Let me just break in real quick. American Gladiators, Mm. 1989. Ah, ha, ha, ha. So somebody's double dipping. Yeah. 
Somebody's looking over to the blueprints. Laser. He looks like a double <laughs> dipper. He, he probably was. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about this game here. You have two teams of. I'm sorry. You have two teams of four. Yo, you want a pro player tip for this game? Yeah. Hit the buttons. <laughs> Hit the buttons. That's true. <laughs> that's yeah. All you gotta it, do. Chizzy said this is a button masher. I said no. I'm actually moving my joystick a little bit. <laughs> I don't know. I think I agree with Chiz. Yeah. You have two teams of four, and the Jetter, not the Jammer. Uh, or the Jeter. Their... No, it's Jetter. Yeah. Um, I know from watching the episode that I couldn't get through. <laughs> you fast forward it? And went... No, I just was like, nah, I had enough. I just turned it off. You went right to uh, the Warrant concert, which yes. I swear to God, they did like five songs in this one episode. <laughs> it was insane. If you turned in, you didn't know what you were watching. No. Would you stick around? The people that would stick around for that hair band, I don't think they would stick around for the rest of roller games. No. You know what I mean? I think it's a completely different audience. Uh, you know, it's like uh, turkey and Kool-Aid. If those go together. <laughs> Just ask Danny Aiello. Okay. So you have two teams of four. The Jetter, not the Jammer, is the only player that's able to score, and that's who you play as. You play as the Jammer. You only have a 45-second jam. Now, wait a minute. Am I talking about the game or the TV show? Let me talk about the TV show first. Okay. <laughs> then we'll compare and contrast with the game. On the TV show, you had two teams of four players only. You had the Jetter, not the Jammer. Now, normally, you had people called the Jammers. Jammer was the person that usually wore a helmet, but that changed over time and really uh, doesn't matter. You, that is your playable character, and that is the only character that can score. On the TV show, it was a 45-second jam. That's a really short jam. Yeah. The Jetter is the player that wears a helmet, as I mentioned. And this is set up on a figure-eight track. That's one of the, the new additions that they put into <laughs> into this television show to separate it from the regular oval. Um, well, you need more real estate for the alligator pit <laughs> and a ramp. <laughs> the incline track of a normal roller derby, which is a detriment because it takes away all of the speed that you were able to accumulate on the straight portions of a regular roller derby incline track. I did notice that the game moves a lot faster than the actual television show. It Definitely. feels very slow when you're watching it. Definitely. So this figure eight track is divided into two dissimilar sections. There's the more traditional type of round track, but like I said, it's round. So you can't get up a lot of speed. Then there's also this jetway in which only the jetters will skate. And that's right at the beginning of the round. You'll take one lap around, you'll get your whip or double whip uh, into the jetway section. And in this jetway section, you have an inclined ramp, sort of like a, a half pipe mm -hmm. for um, skateboarders. And there's two lines drawn on it. On the TV show, you get six points if you go up above the top line. Right. And you get two points if you go above the bottom line. They change that in the, in the game. You get like, one, two, three, or three, three, yeah, three points, points. If you go to two the top points. and then yeah. two, yeah, two in, in between and then one below it. Yeah. And then after that portion, there's a ramp where you have a 12-foot jump in the television show. 
And once again, it's the same type of scoring. If you make it past the 12 foot jump, you get six points. If you just land, you land right on the edge of the ramp, <laughs> you get two points. That's in the TV show. In the game, they break it down to one, two, and three points. Yeah. And they call that 14 foot, 80 degree pitch. They call that the wall of death. And you'll yeah, know okay. that you, you won't know it's called the wall of death, but you'll hear hit the wall in the pinball machine, which is so much fun. The pinball machine is just probably straight, the best yeah. game adaptation of the show and high in the quality of maybe even the top 100 pinball machines. In my opinion, it's right up there in the top 10. It's a fast-moving pinball machine. Fast-moving. So. You know, the master of the flow. You can feel it in that game. It's yeah. very satisfying to play. Yeah. And and the targets and the goals are achievable. Still challenging. But still challenging. And then they pay off, and they're fun. And right. it mentions all the team names and stuff like that as well. And that ass with that perm. <laughs> you ain't <laughs> kidding. About the artwork on you that ain't table. kidding. Yeah. So once that portion of the wall of death and the death jump are completed, <laughs> uh, it's more of a regular roller derby. I'm surprised they didn't put like foam spikes and like paint skulls on it and stuff. They should. Considering how stupid the show yeah, was. Yeah. And considering the alligator pit, which we keep talking about, but we don't. <laughs> if you get to sudden death, yeah. then there's this dirty pool uh, <laughs> that's on the one uh, inner portion of the track yeah. that they supposedly put alligators in. It, you'll see because of all the B-roll they'll show you of alligators. <laughs> exactly. I've never seen anyone end up in the alligator pit <laughs> except for the B-roll. Maybe that's why they had to pull it off the air. Maybe someone actually went in the alligator pit and was dismembered uh, yeah, right on sure. television. Maybe it was a member of Warrant. I don't know. <laughs> we could only hope. Yeah. The purpose of this jetter Outside of scoring these initial points, which is brand new to roller derby, there's never been anything like that in roller derby where you could start off potentially having six point advantage. You only get one point for passing each member of the opposing team. So they're trying to block you and you're trying to scoot past them. Now, because there's only three blockers on the floor and there's only one jetter, like I said, this makes for a very small team. And the filming of this was done poorly as well because that lower portion of the figure eight track was actually a lot larger than it looks on TV. Because of that follow cam, you don't really get that sensation of that ring being that big. It yeah. feels very small. It looks like they're skating around the outside of maybe of a, of a pro wrestling ring. You know? right. And in roller derby, that middle section of the track is where a lot of the action happened because that's where basically your locker rooms were. You would just be sitting on a bench and then your coach would be in there. And a lot of times people go take somebody and make them fly over top of the seats that the other team members were sitting on. Yeah, the bench. And then, and then they get into fights and you get in a fight with some managers and the referees. And that's another thing. The referees on a TV show were horrible. They ruined a lot of things for me because they tried to get too involved and they weren't very convincing. Mm -hmm. In the game, it's basically just a haymaker game on roller skates. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. With release suplexes and giant swings, along with the punch and kick mechanics. Yeah. For each opponent that you knock down, you get one point. Passing doesn't matter. Nope. You, you have to punch them out. Some of them take a lot of hits. Some of them really push you back, and then you get double teamed and triple teamed and stuff like that. It gets, yeah, it gets it's kind of like the aesthetic of ice hockey for Nintendo. The goons are 
skinny guy, average guy, <laughs> yeah. big fat guy. Right. It is very much a haymaker with this weird perspective that I liked. Yeah. I kind of liked it conveyed speed real well where it felt like you were going around a track and you felt a lot faster than, like I said, the television show. Mm-hmm. And even the background with fast Pan. It's not parallax, but the way the track was scrolling and then the, the audience in the background was going in the opposite direction, I appreciated the artwork of that first stage. Then I got to the second stage. It really was hard to look at. Sure. Very distracting. That's the one thing for this game. That artwork was done very well. I felt like I was skating around, but because it was very much a haymaker, it felt very repetitive mm-hmm. after the first jam. Definitely, because you didn't have three opponents. You had like 20 opponents. <laughs> yeah, there's 40 dudes coming at you. <laughs> because it's just a brawler. But if you're fortunate enough to get someone in a giant swing, as I mentioned, you're swinging them around. If you could keep swinging them around, you can knock out other players with them, and then you score two points or three points. You can also score three points if you knock out your opponent's jammer, which is difficult. Now, you have a health meter, yeah, and so does your opponent. So your opponent's Jetter is also trying to knock out your blockers and stuff like that. You can use a strategy where you can try to skate around, skate backwards and punch people in back of you. Mm-hmm. But if you try to use strategy, the other Jetter is going to be scoring more points than you. So it yeah. really does break down and just trying to mash on the buttons as hard as you can. Punch as many people as you can. Right. Yeah. And when you start out and you get your initial whip, like in the television show and you go into the jetway, it becomes like a Konami track and field game. And that's another making mechanics we didn't mention because it's such a small part of the game. Yeah. But it's, it, that's how it starts out every game. You press the buttons real fast to get up the wall. Mm-hmm. And then when you're getting ready to go up the jump, you press two of the different buttons. You, you, know, you can toggle between them. Bring your pencil, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> and then you can try to get the, the three-point jump. What the game is missing, as you mentioned, is the cheerleader, uh, the alligators. No, the cheerleaders are in the background oh, are of they? the first stage. There's three cheerleader sprites. They're the exact same sprite, but they are in the background when <laughs> okay. they're going past the audience. But yes, where the fuck's the alligator pit? <laughs> like, if you're going to go brawler and you're going to go stupid and everything, and you spent the money on this franchise, they made such a big deal about these goddamn alligators. <laughs> Put them in this game where right. you can actually show people get devoured by fucking alligators. That would, it would have been Opportunity perfect. missed. <laughs> They might have been developing the game and they had plans to put the alligators in. And then when they realized that the show was canceled, they they said, let's forget about the alligators. Let's just step and repeat. (laughs) And you also don't have that uh, incredibly annoying Mort Downey Jr. commentary (laughs) guy. I think the reason you never saw the alligators was because he was always talking about how he he didn't want alligators to be in roller derby. (laughs) <laughs> the show is very weird. They try to like tie themselves to the history of the spectacle that is roller derby. Like they brought in older people. Yeah. And I don't even know if these veterans were legit or yeah, they yeah, were they, just they were. Like, they were. Oh, they were. Okay. Yeah. The whole thing comes off very TNN. Like yeah. the channel TNN it was on. Yeah. It comes off very TNN. You know, like in the nineties there was that basketball game where people oh, were on trampolines and yeah. shit. Yeah. Stuttering Craig was like, right. I don't know, a forward for one of the teams, former special guest. It comes off that stupid. Like, you know, it's just bad ideas. American Gladiators was probably the most successful of the stupid sports genre. People were anticipating that title to come out because wouldn't it be cool to be able to shoot Nerf guns at people <laughs> and, you know, and climb up a cargo net? 
It's kind of like uh, when they put out games for paintballing. It seems like a good idea to stupid people, but if you actually break it down, it's like, wait, well, the activity is, you know, kind right. of like being in a video game in real life. So yeah. <laughs> let's not make that a video game. It's a real life imitating a video game being imitated by a video game. I think roller derby, however, could work as a video game. It just didn't in this particular game we're discussing. It's a very mediocre game. It is very tedious, and you really need to be a goof like me to want to get to the championship because <laughs> it's there's not a payoff. All you see is your team members with their names under them because you know everybody had Killer Monkey Face and you know JoJo yeah. the. Do you remember all the team head. names? Uh, I don't. I know Violators is the Violators one is who I picked. Is the one that got the most laughs when I was playing with my yeah. friends, and everyone wanted to be the Violators. I I definitely picked the Violators this last time when I wanted to review this title because <laughs> it fits in with the rest of our uh, <laughs> programs, I think. Yeah. But this Mort Downey Jr. guy, oh my god, was he annoying? Oh my gosh, he's just yelling at people and calling them imbeciles and morons. And you think that would be good, but it wasn't. No. Um, in the video game, you might have had a two-minute jam instead of just a 45-second jam. When I saw people skating around so fast, and that type of artwork, because you have sprites, and then you have this really unique ring animation. Yeah. I just thought, this game is going to be the most awesome thing I'm ever going to play. I saw the release suplexes and things like this, but that happens very rarely. And uh, and like you said, it is quite monotonous and frustrating at times because of because of how you get ganged up on. The game is worth a look. It's not a bad game. It's just not a good game. Like I said, it's very mediocre, but it's definitely worth checking out for that artwork because it's very interesting. It's very different from anything we've talked about to this point on this show. And I think it's different than just about any game that has been produced. Even the making mechanics have elements of what's in the game, but the presentation of this title is quite unique. We failed to mention that because of the fights that would go on in uh, roller derby, there is a fight scene. There, there, there <laughs> yes. are sideways fight. It reminded me of some of the really shitty fights you would get into in some of these hockey games. You're just sort of uh, the gladiator animation from the game, Gla the arcade game Gladiator. Very few joint areas. But, it reminds uh, me of that bad <laughs> boxing game that was on Sega Genesis. As Buster Douglas? Yes. yes. Ah, that was an arcade game that I really liked called... I will never remember the name of that game now. But then when they brought it to the Genesis, they, they it's something fight. Fight, not... Uh, I can't think of the name of it, shit. But I really... <laughs> It's like two Rock'em Sock'em robot yeah. silhouettes. See, I, I like each other. I like Buster Douglas boxing and the game that it was based on because of the fact that and Buster Douglas was champ for like what two minutes. Yeah, <laughs> the yeah. Iron Sheik of boxing. <laughs> I like that because I like the game Gladiator. I like that stiff movement, that very limited animation style. Uh, so, so I enjoy that. Ring King just keeps coming into my, my mind because it's like Kageki. And uh, just their funny faces when you bash them in the face. <laughs> What's that one great wrestling game I, I told you I wanted to review? Apu. Apu by Sega. It's, it's isometric. The characters are just side. You just see their side views. Oh, no, they come at you, too. So mm. you can move around a ring. But then when you punch someone from the side, their body stays still and their head goes back like so that their chin is beyond their neck. 
area. <laughs> very, very humorous uh, game at Pooh, if you ever get to play that. Okay. Oh, we're going to go way over shit. Sorry. So the Andrea Ponza kickboxing part, you punch and kick. Good advice would be kick punch. Kick punch. Yeah, okay. So, because you can kick them when they're coming in close. And when you punch them in the face when they're closer, they tend to back up. So now you're ready for kick punch again. And when you deplete their, their life meter, then you get extra energy for your next round. And you also get extra energy if you win that particular jam, if you're higher in points in that particular jam. Uh, regular roller derby. Started in the 30s, like I mentioned. It changed over time with how many people would be in the match at a given time. Sometimes it would go up to 10. Actual roller derby, as far as 1949 goes, you had a two-minute jam. You had 15 minutes of skate time per men and women. Just like in this game, you have the men and women. Nowadays, it's mostly predominantly um, the flat track speed skating roller dames. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Roller Roller girls. girls? Yeah. What you try to do is lap your opposition. These were the rules back then. If you passed one or two people, you got one point. If you passed three or four people, you got two points. And if you passed five people, you got five points. <laughs> okay. Well, you watched for the fights. You watched for the fights. Yeah. You watched for when people did a pile up and then the person would jump over the entire pile of people and score a whole crap load of points. You watch for people that try to jump at the jammer and the jammer would slide under them and they land on their butt. None of that interesting stuff happens during this game. But Unfortunately. That's, that's really what would happen in roller derby when you watch it. Uh, a jam would be over if the leading jammer falls. Both skates leave the track, like you usually went flipping over the rails. Now, that was another part of this that was very anticlimactic because that's what you went to roller derby to see. You went to see people getting slung over these rails at the top. There would be a big fall. You can also have an official timeout. If you wanted to end a jam before the two-minute time two-minute time limit, <laughs> the leading jammer could also call off the jam by putting their hands on their hips. That later changed the hands on the helmet, and now I think you put your hands on your hip and then your hands on your helmet, and you keep switching back and forth between those. Or by penalties, holding, illegal blocking, or unnecessary roughness. If a player received two five-minute times out, then they could be ejected from the game. You had eight periods with a sudden death over time. No alligators in the original oh. roller derbies. No alligators. Sadly. We already talked about what made rock and roller games a flop. Shape of the track. Overly complicated story threads. Poorly designed managers. Asshole commentators. Even an insult to the ardent WWF fan. <laughs> and less colorful Shelly Jameson was uh, nice, though. We liked her. She was on track commentator, and it was so yeah. clear she was reading off the teleprompter. Yeah, and her hair was huge. Incredibly high. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And now here's T.T. Schmookins with next week's We Talk Games, Video Power Magazine, Arcade Weekly, Arcade Game Audio Clue. Hello, I am T.T. Schmookins. Here is next week's We Talk Games, Video Power Magazine. Arcade Weekly, Arcade Game Audio Clue. Good luck, dudes. Let's give a tip for our next Sportuary as Sportuary continues. Are you ready for some steak ball? I am glad to see Roboduke has taken me up on my challenge. 
Ah. Look for his videos on his Twitter at RoboDuke or follow us at We Talk Games on Twitter. I'll be uh, reposting or somebody will be reposting his videos as he takes on each sports title we talk this month during Sportuary. Fantastic. So what's your tip? Audience in action, my friend. Yes. What's your hint for next week's sports title? My hint is Antonin Artad to put the audience in action. Big in the surrealist movement. No, that is not my tip. But I am trying to uh, keep up with John's pro wrestling knowledge and then working in things like Rear Window. <laughs> I mean, that is... <laughs> sometimes, you know, I, I don't catch him right away sometimes with John. Yeah. He really brings uh, too high a class to this game <laughs> in some of his references. I love it. Yeah. Very interesting. You fascinate me. That's Mae West. Um, Also, big hit with the kids in arcade games. My clue is going to be, that's a princess I'd like to save. (laughs) My hint is, the same year this game was played, Muhammad went to heaven on the back of a unicorn. (laughs) On a unicorn, it was a it was a half donkey oh, Pegasus, horse. I guess. Right? Yeah, half donkey horse. It doesn't matter. It's all horse. bullshit anyway. Yeah. Hey, fuck him. Hey, uh, okay, everybody. I hope you join us next week and we're not killed by uh, <laughs> Muslim extremists. Yeah. Uh, Sports. One hundred percent arcade game talk. Zero filler. <laughs> talk to you next time, bye. See you. Skaters can win it for their team in one of two ways. By simply winning a six-lap sprint or by tossing the other team's Gator Skater into the pit. David Sams has gone down to trackside. Chuck, it's unbelievable down here. Look at those Gators. There are four of them in the pits. There are three seven-footers and one big ten-footer known as Roller Gator. There he is right there. Look at those teams. Both teams have been cleared to the outside of the track. They are lining the cheering on their designated gator skaters and here we go in sudden death each skater wearing the ceremonial sudden death hood
sudden death overtime. Come on, get out of there, buddy! A victory lap for the Violator, a roll over the top, apparently uninjured, for the T-Bird Gator Skater. The Commissioner's Cup goes to the team in black. This whole alligator thing is just ridiculous, David. Who ever heard of a sports competition being decided with an animal? It's ridiculous. I've heard from the ASPCA. I hear Bob Barker's even trying to get in touch with it. The whole thing got snuck through by the likes of a skull and a hoss and, a, and, and, and those people. And even, and even Lopez got sucked into the thing. This is terrible. Obviously, we'll see these two teams at it again. Back to you, Chuck. Excuse me, I'm Eric Lynch. Charles Xavier. Go fuck yourself.